What's up? Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is new. This is different. Um, I have never... Um, God, let me turn that off. This is a great start to the... Great start to having your phone go off. Um, <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to do a quick... Let me just my mic a little bit. Um, I just want to do a quick, real short live stream discussion um, kind of about my journey on um, addiction um, and sobriety. Because uh, um, I've been doing this month, I've been doing this last this last month of January um, entirely sober. Um, no marijuana, no um, alcohol. Um, I haven't even taken um, Adderall, my prescribed Adderall. Um, I've also quit pornography um, since, well, that happened back in um, early December. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the journey I've been doing. Um, I've definitely still been living off of CBD and coffee. That's been kind of my, um, how I've gone through the, gone through the month. Um, the first thing I kind of wanted to say though, before I start this is this is not like an advocacy to, um, quit any substance or I'm not, or maybe I should say this is not a demonization of any drug use or alcohol use because, um, you know, as a libertarian, not to get political, but as a libertarian, I believe that everyone has the right to consume whatever substance they want, um, whether that's alcohol, cigarettes, meth, heroin, marijuana, anything. Um, and I don't condone anybody for using any substance. So I want to just make that clear off the bat. This is not me. <laughs> this is not me saying, hey, you're bad for doing whatever at all. If it look, if there are people who can drink, there are people can who can do anything. There are people who can watch porn fine. And, uh, you know, I think that's if you really are someone who that doesn't affect your life, I think that's great. And I have no um, issues with that. Um, so, yeah, I guess there are a couple, couple things I want to talk about with this. Um, I guess the first thing is I have decided to quit drinking permanently. Um, I don't think alcohol's on the top of the list for just for me personally. I don't think it's really on the top of the list for me in terms of things that, um, affected me, affected me negatively. Um, however, I think just due to past experiences with both friends, family, um, you know, I've, my family is has a deep history of alcoholism. Um, my ex-wife was an alcoholic. I've had a lot of friends who I've seen go down that path and kind of get lost in that. So, so that's kind of something I just decided um, that I'm not, I kind, of, I kind of just realized I'm looking down at the screen, not the camera. So <laughs> I apologize. I apologize in advance. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, so I guess just my, that's just kind of where I'm at in it. I don't necessarily have a problem. Like personally, I don't feel like I have, um, I mean, I've had alcoholic episodes in my life previously. Like I'm never, I'm not saying I've never been there. Um, but it's just not something for me that I, uh, um, just not something that I felt was really on high of the list. But, you know, regardless, I, I just think, you know, for me, and this is just my, you know, based on my experience, I just think it inhibits people to a point um, where it's just not something I want to do. You know, I've never, I, a lot of times I feel like I've drinking for social pressure. 
and I've realized in my life that um, I'm not someone who cares, or at least my ethos. I don't, excuse me, like I'm not supposed to care about what other people think. I'm like, I, I've never been that kind of person. So I kind of felt like I was lying to myself in a way, um, thinking that I need to do that. Um, and, you know, I, and it's sad because I, I do like enjoy alcohol. I do enjoy the taste of alcohol. I guess it's not sad. It's it's sad in that sense, I guess. Like, I definitely will. There's an aspect to that I will miss. But I think the cons outweigh the pros. And, I mean, look, it's it's going to be a cheaper, you know, thing for me to not have to drink. Um, So, yeah, there's my stance on that. Um, And, you know, I guess with the sobriety overall, it's kind of been an interesting dichotomy because, um, like, I feel like... <laughs> In place of these addictions, I've uh, I've I've just like start drinking coffee like crazy, and that's not healthy either, you know. And I think down the road that might be something I tackle as well. Um, but you know, I think it just speaks to the, um, you know, I think everybody has a vice. You know, I think some people use work and religion the same way that some people use hard drugs, quote unquote hard drugs. Um, I got you. I truly, truly do believe that. Um, so, so yeah. I guess with the <laughs> Lawrence switched to tea, caffeine, water. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. I'm just gonna mute that. Uh, talk to a blank screen. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well, by the way, with your um, alcohol. Uh, so yeah, I, and I guess to, I guess to carry on to the next point, um, the marijuana use, uh, that's something that I've been kind of working towards, um, stepping back from, I'm not going to quit my marijuana use, uh, tomorrow dry, dry January ends and I'm going to be right back to smoking the blunt. Not quite the same way. Um, I do want to substitute CBD and I do want to decrease my use overall. I do hope in the future to go on, you know, more month-long streaks or, you know, maybe even short three-month, you know, three-week stints. Um, I've actually thought about doing, like, a three-month um, reset. And this is something I'm going to get into later with the pornography. But um, there's a true, like, 90-day mark that I've experienced with both um, quitting cigarettes and quitting por- um, pornography that um, I've really felt has... Uh, has worked like it's kind of, it, like I always kind of thought it was a bullshit thing like oh 90 days but it really when you get past that 90 days and it's not like you're never gonna have that but the physical um the physical aspect like the anxiety and the discomfort like uh, that is significantly alleviated when you get past that 90 day mark that's something I've realized for two things in my life that I've quit so you know with the marijuana I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of curious what that, what that would do. Speaking of anxiety, you know, I should have fucking like, you know, I ran out of CBD and I didn't, I didn't get any today. And I should have probably, should have probably had this before doing some like, you know, semi-serious fucking <laughs> live stream here. Um, and, you know, I guess I, I want to reiterate again. I don't want to be, I like the thing that I do not want to be is the guy who is like a prick. I don't want to be the Steve-O 
guy who's like, you know, condemning people for their drug use. You know, I, I want people to still come into the podcast with a beer, be able to relax. I still want people to, you know, do whatever they want around me. And I don't want them to feel like I'm going to judge them because I'm not. I'm really not. None of this has to do with me, my outlook on anything. This is just my personal thing. <sighs> okay. <laughs> now the hard one. Um, so in talking about my addiction, um, I think the biggest thing for me that has really crippled me is pornography. Um, it's something I was exposed to. I've talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but it really took me until probably the last three months to, um, determine I really had a problem with it. Um, I was exposed to it at a pretty young, fairly young age, around I think eight or nine. Um, I was in grade school, and <laughs> my friends had some, uh, you know, their dads had a, you know, a big stack of Playboys, and they stole Playboy, and they took a Playboy, and they, you know, cut it all up, and they had a little, they had a little like den. They had this little like, you know, because it was we were country kids and shit. Uh, they were. I lived in the small town, but they were country kids, and they had this little like den that they hung out hung out in, and like it was just plastered with nudies, you know, magazine nudes. And you know, growing up strict Catholic, um, that was not something I was exposed to. And as much as I love my parents, um, I do think that the um, strict nature of my upbringing had a serious negative impact on my view of sexuality and pornography. And I think I think this is the case for a lot of people, especially those that grow up in a religious household. Um, when you do not have a structure to talk about that kind of stuff, you kind of get, like, the pornography fills you. Like, you, it's stupid. You know, it, it sounds stupid for years where it's like, you know, porn isn't realistic and this is gonna, you know, you know rot your brain. And like, you know, when you're in it, that sounds dumb, right? But it's not until you step out there, like, oh, this really um, has had a negative impact on me. Um, and, you know, this is kind of, I, I think around like probably 14, 15, I really started getting into it. Um, you know, I would I would watch it, you know, five to six times a day. Um, there would be whole days I would spend doing it. Um, it got really bad to the point this last year where I was spending like hundreds of dollars, hundred dollars on campsites, porn sites, all that. Um, and it really just got to a point where it didn't reflect reality anymore. Um, it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like I wanted that in real life or that, you know, the women in real life who resemble that, they, it wasn't something that I was interested in, in real life. It was just on the pixels. It, it was, and it was, an, and it was an unhealthy separation from my partner, you know, and not only my current partner, partners I've had in the past, um, and you don't really realize it until you step back. Um, so that was like, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. When I finally admitted to myself that I was spending too much money, um, talking to other women, etc. Um, and just not indulging good behavior. 
Um, I think that's when I really figured out that, oh, this is really a problem. And, you know, I think people have a hard time in the society, in the world that we live in, and how much is out there, how hard it is to really come to real come to realization that this is a problem, that this is something that is um that can really ruin things. Not even in relationship. I mean it can really ruin your perception of life. You know, treating women like objects. And you know, and I think that this is gonna be the controversial one, but uh you know, it's not just a man issue. I think, you know, women play a part in buying into it. And it's not really anybody's fault. I'm not saying it's... My, my mic is off. Um, it's not the fault... Of, it's not anybody's fault. I should I should clarify that. It's not like I'm attacking anyone. But, like, everyone plays into it. People kind of view it as a man issue, but it's really a, um, a women's issue, too. And I think you find that a lot with the newer generations of women... A lot of them are indulging in that more. Um, and it has an effect. It has an effect on relationships. Um, and I'm not a fucking relationship expert in anything. But I can tell you from being divorced and, you know, whatever else, that it is a problem. Um, fuck, I didn't even record on my... <laughs> I didn't even record in the Zoom. Good thing I recorded on the... On that here. Um... And yeah, you know, so so it's been a journey. Um, I installed a lot of porn bloggers. That was kind of the first step is I gave my partner the code, you know, the, the nuke codes. And uh, I really, you know, I had to set timers on my social media because that's, that's what makes it so hard <clears throat> is there's so much, you know, there's so many thirst traps on the internet. And that can really, that, I mean, that for me, that was always the thing that triggered me. I would open TikTok and I would see a butt and then I would, okay, look at her page. Oh, she has OnlyFans. And then boom, 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 boom. You're, you're there. Um, and then, you know, get you get to the point where you're at work or at school and you're, like, looking at your phone. You're looking at, you know, the you're, like, messaging cam girls on your phone. Crazy shit like that. Um, it really just spiraled out of control for me. Um, so, yeah, I know that <clears throat> I know that people don't really think of pornography like, like a quote-unquote drug, but I think they really should. I really think people should put pornography next to. I would I would argue that it, it this is a controversial statement, but I would honestly argue it may be um, more detrimental than things like heroin. Um, you know, heroin, uh, I've never taken heroin, but from what I understand about heroin, you can kick it in a week. Like pretty, you know, it's hard, it's difficult, but like, you know, your body can uh, get over that withdrawal pretty quick, relatively. Um, but with pornography, I mean, I, I'm about to be, I'm, I'm almost at the 90 day mark for, um, master, you know, no masturbating to porn. And even at that point, I still struggle with images. I still, I have just, you know, maybe this is me being autistic, but I just have like files and files and files of all these images from 20 years, uh, just piled up in my brain. And it's a hard thing to get out, man. Um, so yeah, I guess I hope, I hope this wasn't too, I feel like my mic has been off this whole time. I don't know. Uh, I hope this wasn't too cringy for everybody, uh, listening through this. Um, and I hope that anyone that is dealing with any kind of addiction can, uh, maybe they can look at this and know that, um, 
No, they're not alone. They really aren't. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people downplay pornography um, and downplay the addiction. Um, and, you know, like I said with, you know, like I was saying about other drugs, there are people who can use pornography in a healthy way. And, you know, maybe they can even get some benefit to it. I, you know, I'm not denying that. But for me personally, it got out of control. And I think for most people, um, it's probably at a point where it shouldn't be. Um, well, you know, maybe not a point it shouldn't be, but a point where it's detrimental to their life, detrimental to their relationships, um, et cetera. So, yeah, that's kind of my journey. Um, like I said, I've decided to quit. Um, let me, I actually have a counter right here. Hold on. Um, I got this little app. It's called Nomo. I really recommend it. Um, you can actually see all of the, um, you can have, you have little clocks here and pull this up here. So I have little clocks where I know I have the, the protective screen. So I don't know if you can actually see it, but. Um, I different clocks for different things. You know, when I viewed porn, which has been 15 days, uh, masturbation, which has been 84, alcohol, which has been 30. And I've been free from cigarette use for 1,018 days. Um, not something I had really uh, thought about until I actually put it in the counter because I, I quit that about three years ago. Um, and, you know, going back to the power of addiction, that's still something I struggle with. There are still days where I go to the gas station I look at a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, oh, that's how much. That's how much it cost. Hmm, I could afford that. You know. No, I mean, if I, I've always told anyone, like, if I got back into a nicotine addiction, it would be cigars. Like, cigarettes are just when you get into a cigar. Like, cigarettes are just nasty. I can't even imagine going back to that. And you know, that's the thing when you quit cigarettes too. Is like you you can smell it from three miles away. I mean, literally. Uh, there's a there's a lady. Um, like three, four houses down from me that goes out and smokes a cigarette and I can smell it like it's right in front of my face every time I go to my house. And, you know, you can tell when somebody's been smoking. You know, going back to smells, it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, I was at a show, uh, Lolo Savage's birthday, shout out to him. Uh, and I was completely sober then too. And how strongly, how pungently you could smell alcohol. I mean, that was something I had never experienced before. Um, not even like people having a drink in their hand, people just having had drink, I could smell it on their breath. Like, and it's just, I don't know, it just speaks to like absence, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents. That's my mini journey, I guess. I don't know. I've also struggled with Xanax use. I've been pretty open about that in the podcast. Uh, that's been fucking, that's been years. That was probably, that was, I quit that before the cigarettes. Um, <coughs> so yeah, if anybody has any stories to share or wants any, you know, has anything they want to say, um, put down in the comments, you know, if, uh, and if you're someone who's struggling, uh, I know I'm a busy guy, but you can always reach out to me. And, and one more thing I want to say, uh, to any friends or family who, um, maybe thinks that they are. That maybe maybe you have that thought in the back of your head, like, "Oh, am I doing this too much?" Um, it's not a bad idea to try. It's not a bad idea to just say, "Hey, what happens if I go a week without this?" And if you find it really hard to go that week, you know, maybe it's something to consider. I know there's kind of like the medicinal argument, and that does hold some weight 
to it for sure. But you know, I, I'm a true believer if it's something like anxiety. Um, I think, you know, using things like Xanax or marijuana for that, um, can inhibit you more than, um, help. So despite it being prescribed by a doctor or whatever, um, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, anyways, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to this bonus personal live stream. This has been kind of a wild ride doing this a little bit here. Um, shit, is it 650 already? God damn. <laughs> Went longer, way longer than I thought it would. Um, so yeah, go, go check out the YouTube. Uh, we're here every Monday and Thursday at 7 PM. We got another episode coming up with Louie here this Thursday. Um, like I said, I hope you guys are all are well. Let me know if you need anything. All right. Peace, guys. Have a good one.